0: I'm just, I'm so sorry. You did say elves, though, and you can't expect me to move on that quickly.
1: This episode and the last episode, I'm so sorry, Matthew, are just like (laughs) dumpster fires of editing.
0: (laughs) Okay, elves. Okay. Welcome to the Know His Love podcast. I'm Molly.
1: (laughs) Why are you laughing at I was waiting for you to say, I'm Father Michael. (laughs) I'll
0: take it. I'm Father
1: Michael. No, no, you weren't supposed to. I just, (laughs) I could just hear
0: it. Are we starting over?
1: No, I like this. Okay, this is good.
0: (laughs) Guys, wasn't that fun? I got mad at Father right before this because I was like, why don't I ever get to do the intro? And he was like, do it, I dare you. (laughs) So here we are. I feel like a new woman.
1: Was it was it a great experience for you? It
0: was everything I wanted and wow. more, honestly.
1: <laughs> All these people are going to unsubscribe now. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: <laughs> Watch your mouth, sir. Hi. Hi. Father. Shall we pray?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're
0: going to we're giggly, but we're going to open in prayer. Laugh. We're going to not laugh as yeah. we pray.
1: Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From the belief that I have to earn your love.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From the fear that I am unlovable.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From the false security that I have what it takes.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From all suspicion of your words and promises.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From anxiety about the future.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From restless self-seeking in the present moment.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From disbelief in your love and presence.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From the fear of being asked to give more than I have.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From the fear of what love demands.
0: Deliver me, Jesus.
1: From discouragement.
0: Deliver me, Jesus. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, and loving me.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That you are with me in my suffering.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That my suffering, united to your own, will bear fruit in this life and the next.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That you will not leave me orphan, that you are present in your church.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That your plan is better than anything else.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That my life is a gift.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That you will teach me to trust you.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That you are my Lord and my God.
1: Jesus, I trust in you.
0: That I am your beloved one.
1: Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. That's some good stuff right there.
1: It's really one of my favorite prayers. Yeah. Um. I think, I was trying to think about when I first heard it, because it's gotten sort of crazy popular in the last several years. Yeah,
0: it's developed by the Sisters of Life. Yeah, just so
1: we copyright. <laughs> yeah. Sisters of Life. Don't sue us. Written by <laughs> Sister Faustina Maria Pia. which is a great sister of life name. Um, (laughs) But I think uh, a confessor that I had gave it to me. And uh, (laughs) like the first time I prayed, I was like, holy cow, where did this come from? Do I?
0: (laughs) Can I? (laughs) And I give it as a penance
1: all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Um, Yeah. So we just wanted to talk about trust. Um, that was the litany of trust. Oh yeah. Uh, um I don't know if we said that. It's called the litany of trust. You might be familiar with the litany of humility. Um so it's just kind of a prayer where you say you know something that you want to be delivered from and receive from the Lord over and over right. Um if you did not listen, <laughs> but if you did, you will have heard that. And so that explanation was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah. Um <laughs> so we wanted to talk about trust, specifically trust in the Lord. Um, but also like how, when we trust in the Lord, what, what effect that has on our relationships and kind of what it takes to trust, even in our human relationships. Mm. Um, I think it's, I mean, I know it's such a big topic and it was, it's just so funny that we haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah. It's sort of surprising.
0: I know it's like such a theme in both of our spiritual lives, I feel Mm. like, but it just, I, I literally, as someone, Maybe it was you who said maybe we could do trust and I was like we had to have done it Surely. but I looked through all of our titles and I was like wow we never <laughs> did trust so here we are Yeah Um I think that trust is really difficult because it involves I almost said trust it does involve trust mm-hmm. but it oftentimes more often than not I would say at least initially involves like stepping forward into the unknown like, especially with that Lord, it's like this moment when you may be asked to jump off a ledge and you don't see anything around you that's going to catch you. You don't see anything below you that you can land on. You're just asked to jump.
1: I imagine that you are somebody who's jumped off some cliffs into water in your life.
0: I have done that.
1: I've done it too.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a fun thing.
1: And it is like such a good example of like... I saw my friends do this. They mm-hmm. told me they've done it before and it's safe, mm-hmm. but you have to do it on your own eventually.
0: Yeah, you'll that's like the only there's nothing that anyone can say to like prepare you for it. Mm. And um you know, obviously when it comes to the spiritual life, like you can have friends around who you who are like remind you that God is trustworthy. Yeah. But there's nothing that will replace um, actually doing it on your own. It's reminding me of this song called um flying by Cody something. Let me look it up. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up the uh, lyrics, but the whole the whole Cody Fry, but the whole theme of the song is like speaking to the Lord and it's like man like not not man. <laughs> I'm like man speaking to the Lord like this person saying, you know, you asked me to fly. I'm going to read the course. It, it, it changes each course, but the first one is thought the things you said would turn out true I guess that's what I get for trusting you you said if I believed enough that I would fly why didn't I and then it's like in through the verses it's asking questions like did my faith let me down or did I not have enough I thought your hands would protect me from the fall did you mean that at all um i thought everything you said would turn out true was it you that i really heard or was it someone else did i not believe enough and then it's this moment suddenly a piece that i cannot explain and then it's like that moment where in the in the song it's like they found that they could fly but sometimes it takes that initial for the sake of the metaphor falling period like yeah um and so i think that we wanted to talk about um We both have an experience we want to share. So we wanted to share, one of us is going to share an experience where we trusted in the Lord and saw the fruition of that. And then we're going to share an experience where we trust in the Lord and did not and may not ever in this life. Um, Would you like to start, Father?
1: Sure. Um, I think being a priest involves, obviously, like, involves trusting God in a lot of ways. Um, And there are so many times in ministry as a priest where, so initially, you don't see any sort of outcome. And so that could be, you know, with our high school students that, you know, we put things on, we do stuff, we we talk to people, and you're just kind of like, oh, I hope that does something. Yeah. Um, and in a parish, you know, kind of day after day, week after week, you preach and you celebrate the sacraments and you talk to people. But just every once in a while, um, there's kind of evidence of that. And that's such a powerful thing because it's like, oh, no, there was a reason— to trust you, God, that this would work out. Yeah. Um, the day before Easter this year, this former student got in touch and just said, hey, can I go to confession? Mm. And it's not someone that I knew well or uh, was very involved with campus ministry or seemingly, seemingly their faith, but um, they knew they could call me. Yeah. They knew they could reach out um, for help in that situation. And that was such a out-of-nowhere sign to me. It was like, no, God does things. Yeah. When you act in trust. And so even if it's like that long term of like, I'm going to keep doing what I, what God called me to do um, as a priest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it works and it works in ways we don't expect.
0: Yeah. And be faithful to the call that God has given you. And oftentimes in his graciousness, he shows us the fruit. Yeah. Which is such, those moments are like, I mean, they give me so much fuel in ministry, but also just in life. Like Mm -hmm. moments when I showed that I trusted God and like I got to see what that trust led to. Um, and those are gifts from God, but I think we need to remember that they're gifts. And sometimes we feel like, at least I tend to feel like, I, I might have a tendency to trust to receive that gift. Mm-hmm. Not because I just trust God.
1: Yeah. But I
0: trust because he's going to give me a good thing. But we have to trust because he is who he says he is, right? Um, and so the situation that I thought of when we talked about this was I went on a mission trip um, probably about five years ago now to Belize. It was beautiful. It was a teaching mission. So we went to, um, different high schools in Belize and taught just like lessons on, on our faith. And Mm -hmm. I had a teaching partner and we just kind of gave the same talk over and over again at this one school. Um, and I, I gave this talk, um, that year that I went was a really, really difficult year in my life. I just, kind of come to terms with a lot that I needed to heal from and had been going through that and going to therapy. So it was the first time that I chose to ever really open up about something that was really personal and really hard because I felt called to. Um, And afterwards, this little girl, she was high school age is weird there. So I think she was like 13 maybe. Mm -hmm. She came up to me afterwards and she was like, everything that you just shared and I had kind of gone through a list of, like, things that I had struggled with, some of which I've shared on the podcast, some of which I haven't. But she said, everything you just shared, I've been through. This is my exact life. And she listed off um, things that had been going on in her life and struggles that she had. And it w- they were really serious things. And, like, her life was way crazier than mine was. Like, And then she kind of kept going. She was, like, she saw her father get murdered oh, at a very young age and had a really crazy life. and, um. She told me at the end, and she was like, you know, things at home were really rough for me. It was just me and my mom, And but my, my saving grace is like, I'm going to get to move in with my grandma when I'm 18. Her and I have a really good relationship. She's wonderful. She takes good care of me because things were really tough with her mom. Um, and I had brought this cross. This is a longer story than I anticipated, mm-hmm. but I got to tell the whole thing. I brought this cross with me there that I had just been given. It was a small wooden cross. Um, and a friend gave it to me and it's like the cr- a cross of suffering where basically the whole mindset was you are given it, given it, give, you receive it from someone, um, and then you like when you're usually someone will give it to you when you're going through a time of suffering and then you keep it until you find someone who needs it more than you. Mm. And So I brought it with me and felt, and felt led to give it to this girl. And the next day I didn't see her, but one of my mission um, team members did. And they came up to me after and they were like, this girl was looking for you. And I, I ended up not being able to find her, but they were like, she told me to tell you. That her grandma died last night, oh, like did the, the, the night that I talked to her, yeah. and she, that was like the one thing that was good in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, she was like, but she said that she's just been clutching onto that cross ever since you gave it to her. But I was mad mm-hmm. at the Lord. I mean, I I spent a while in prayer wrestling over it, and I flew back to America a few days later. No way of keeping in touch with this girl. I have no idea what became of her life. She's, mm-hmm. pro- she's probably about eighteen at this point um i have no idea i don't know anything all i can do is pray for her um and i have a picture of her that i kept um but and i probably never will know yeah but that's something that i've had to continuously like surrender to the lord and just like trust that he's taking care of her um and that her life will be good if she remains committed to him and that he has good things for her, but that's, it's hard.
1: Very much.
0: Yeah, like, I I desperately want that moment where I get this random phone call, and it's like, hey, it's me, everything's amazing, uh-huh. like, all your prayers have come to fruition, but that's just not how it works all the time, and it's because we, we just sometimes think we're so deserving of so much more than we are, like, we get so entitled with God, like, I'll trust you, but only if you give me this, but Mm -hmm. like, is it really trust then? Yeah. No, I don't think so. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I hear people say a lot like, Oh, I just need to trust God more when they're talking about kind of difficult situations in their life. Um, but I think it's good to,
0: I grabbed the hot dog pillow. That's why he left. (laughs) I
1: think it's good to like acknowledge, like it may not work out the way that we think it is. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we shouldn't trust God. Yes. Um, like when people go through suffering, it can be sort of an easy, almost like a band aid to say, like, just trust God, just trust right, God, yeah, like, yeah. like, don't worry. In the end, this is gonna work out the way that you want it to. And we know in life that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean we shouldn't trust God because trusting in God means that uh, even if everything falls apart, even like the the story you told, that's yeah, that's just really awful. That her. Her one hope was taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to, to kind of to trust in that moment, like, yeah, she had some horrible suffering in her life, but God still loves her. God still wants to provide for her. And we don't know what that's going to look like.
0: Right. And, and we just like have, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, like we're so little. Like we're his little children and our minds and our hearts don't have anywhere near the capacity to comprehend his greatness. So some things he do, they just aren't going to make sense to us. But that doesn't mean he's not trustworthy. And sometimes I think where the, the limitation in our minds comes from is like, and I forget which podcast we talked about this on, but I think it was recently like how we think we define like God being good as doing something that's comfortable. Was that on the podcast?
1: That or we said we're just talking about it
0: maybe I, like have that in my brain somewhere like yeah. we think that oh God is good. we say that in moments where he does something that's comfortable, but when it gets uncomfortable, it's really hard to say that God is good yes yeah, still but, good yes, he uses all of our pain and suffering and I even like just today, I was driving um home from the movie theater, and um there was a homeless man um on the side of the road, so we gave him a little bit of money and um He's, his sign said, God bless you. We were like, God bless you. What's your name? Can we pray for you? Um, he told us his name and he was like, God bless you. You know, God is so good. Um, mm. He, all, all the time, like, he's just, I think he even said, he's just so trustworthy. That's what this man said to us. He's so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it was like, we gave him a couple dollars. We didn't, that yeah. was all that we had. And um, just like, man.
1: That's trust.
0: Yeah, that's trust. And there, it reminds me of this quote by John Henry Newman. Um, we at the end. He says, um, therefore, I will trust him. Whatever I am, I can never be thrown away. If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I am in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. He does nothing in vain. He knows what he is about. He may take away my friends. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate, make my spirit sink hide my future from me and still he knows what he is about Mm -hmm. like that that's trust yeah it's not this condition like oh i'll trust you if i have something to go off of if you give me this one little sign that it's gonna work out if you make it go my way at least in this way like we can't set limitations on god just in the same way we're like i trust you as my friend and it's not dependent on, I mean, obviously in, in human relationships, trust mm-hmm. has to be earned, but not in the sense where it's like, I'll trust you if I see ahead of time, what you're going to give to me or yeah. like that you're going to come through. There's risk and trust. And yeah. we talked about that before.
1: That's a conversation. Yeah. I had a conversation with, um, I don't know if it was a friend or parishioner. I can't remember, but, um, they have, uh, a daughter and they're just talking about, how kids make friends, mm. and you don't know, you know, getting into a relationship with someone, are they going to be a trustworthy friend? You kind of have to feel it out. And what we were just saying, and what you what you mentioned was that there's a risk there. Mm-hmm. Um, building trust takes being vulnerable, mm. and being vulnerable means I mean that's what the word means, like able to be wounded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, crazy. Yeah. So like in in human relationships, that aspect of trust. Yeah, we shouldn't like. I shouldn't find some random person on the street. Like, here's all, here are all my secrets. Here are my struggles. Here, here's everything about me that nobody right. but you knows. Um, but in as you build a relationship with someone and you open that door a little bit to let someone into your life, it's like, you know, welcoming somebody into your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you trust them to not steal from you or mm-hmm. like smash things <laughs> or like, right. or whatever. You're, you're trusting them. Yeah. Um, I let one of the seminarians drive my car the other day. Mm-hmm. He did a good job. Uh, he, he didn't crash like <laughs> because and like so I trust him because I know him. Mm-hmm. And so with God, um, if we want to trust God more, we need to know him. And that's yes. that doesn't mean like knowing that he's going to answer our re- answer our requests and give us exactly what we think we need mm-hmm. all the time, but it means knowing like okay, who is God? God is good. God is loving. Mm-hmm. And the more we get to know him, um, the more we can trust him. Just like w- with with another person. Uh, the principal at our school, after every Mass, um, and he talks to the students and does yeah. like kind of announcements or whatever. And he always, and this is such a like 90s youth group thing. Oh yeah, this says, was my,
0: my youth group. Me too, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just
1: like, God is good.
0: And the kids say all, the, all time. the time.
1: And then all the time.
0: God is good. Yeah,
1: so like, That's that's I've heard that a million times at conferences and and different things like that. But it's like, it's a really huge truth. Yeah. God is good all the time. All the time, Um,
0: in everything.
1: Yeah. And so like making yourself open to that or like getting to know him and be vulnerable with him, then you can trust that everything seems really, really bad, but I believe that God is good all the time and I can move forward with that knowledge.
0: Yeah, and that he will use even the things that, like, the the times of mistrust with other people. Like, I've had to talk through this with my therapist a lot because there's been times where I've been really seriously hurt and, like, honestly, like, straight-up betrayed by people who I trusted more than anything. And something that's been really hard for me since then is to, like, come to trust people again because my thing is always, like... Well, it's not just like, I'm afraid I have something to back up my fear. Mm -hmm. Like it's happened before I, yeah. He's like, you're so skeptical because, but it's like, you're just so like, because it's happened, it's going to happen again. But Mm -hmm. that's not true. Like I, but it could also. And he always says that too. Like that's not necessarily true. And I can't write people off because of that, but it also might be true, but that's vulnerability, right? Like if I give someone my heart, Like they can do with it what they want, Mm. but I can't ever have my heart be cherished if I don't give it to someone. Yeah. You know, not even just in a romantic way, but in a friendship level. Like I can never experience what it's like to be loved and cherished without giving my heart to someone. Yes. Could they take it and stomp on it? Sure. But, you know, I hope that <laughs> I pick good friends and <laughs> pick good people to be in a relationship with. I think I have picked a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people. I'm like all these people that I date right now. <laughs> just <laughs> the one we all know. <laughs> um, but it takes that that moment of vulnerability Um, and, and trust in the Lord really feeds into trust in our relationships because if, you know, if I don't trust God at all, if I don't have a relationship with God, trusting you as a friend is going to be the most terrifying thing in the world because I'll always be wondering, what if you fail me, then what, Mm -hmm. but with the Lord and with the trust I have in him, and this is not my first response most of the time, I, most of the time I have to really work up to go to prayer, remind myself of this, but because I have trust in the Lord, I, I don't have as much fear in my human relationships because even if you take my heart and and stomp on it, even if you betray me, tell all my secrets to the world, spread horrible lies about me, whatever, I know that God can bring good out of even that. Mm. And that he is trustworthy and even like you're not more powerful than him. I'm not more powerful than him. No human who could hurt us is more powerful than him. Um and the healing and goodness that he brings out of that. And that's true. Like those times that I mentioned I've been betrayed, like I can honestly look back on and say, like I'm not necessarily glad that those things happened, but I Mm -hmm. wouldn't be the person that I am today and I wouldn't have qualities that I love about myself today had I not gone through that. And that's the goodness of God, right? Like even though I put my trust in these people who, I gave my heart to these people who really stomped on it, like God picked it back up and I always say made it even more beautiful than it was before. And it reminds me, I'm just we're, I'm pulling out all the song lyrics and quotes because mm-hmm. there's some good ones. The CS. Lewis quote just talks about vulnerability, it says, "To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything in your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. So when we keep our hearts safe, we turn it to stone. Like Mm. it's not really a heart. As God made our hearts to be, right? Because to love it all is to be vulnerable. And that vul- vulnerability takes trust. Yes, trust that's built in human relationships. But ultimately, if we can, we each have the opportunity to have that rooted in trust in the Lord.
1: I've preached about this. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here. It was just that the idea that God trusts us. Um, mm-hmm. The Just, I guess, like first that he... Revealed Himself to us to to know Him, that He trusts that we can we can choose Him, we can turn to Him, and then especially in Jesus becoming one of us, He like entrusted Himself to us. I think about it at Mass when I'm giving out Communion. Um, we do a lot of things to protect the Eucharist to be careful. So like, um, yeah, people come up slowly, they come up reverently. I'm I'm very careful. We have like the different metal vessels that we use to uh to hold the eucharist but it's such like an act of trust of god to to say like i will become this thing that you can drop on the ground.
0: Yeah. Uh, and like and people desecrate the eucharist. Not the right word desecrate. Yeah, yeah. Often. Like you've seen I've seen like satanic rituals where people like take the communion and do horrible mm-hmm. things with it. But yeah. And
1: even even not even to that degree of just like How many times do we come up and, like, just not even think about what we're doing? Yeah. Just receive the Eucharist and uh, not realize, like, oh, God's entrusting himself to me Mm -hmm. at the same time that I'm being being taken into him. And um, if that's how he looks at us, then uh, that says something about, I mean, that that we're good in his eyes, but also Mm -hmm. um, how we're called to respond to him, like, he will go to the furthest ends to love us. He has. Including humbling himself that Mm -hmm. much. It's like, no, you can, it's like just saying, like, you can trust me. You can come close to me. I only want what's best for you.
0: Yeah. Um, I think as a priest and a campus minister, and also just people who have friends and relationships, um, we've both had our trust harmed, but also, like, seen a lot of people who have had their trust broken what advice would you give to someone who has had their trust broken and is maybe having a hard time opening up to anyone relating to the Lord? Like, how do you begin to heal that? What do you do when you have had your trust shattered?
1: Acknowledge that that's real. Yeah. Um, That's huge. I'm glad you said that. There's no good in pretending like, okay, and I'm just going to be Happy and holy now. Yeah,
0: I, I just gotta trust that God more, like yeah, you said. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, that's pretending. Yeah, it's, I mean you it's, should, but it's kind of
1: <laughs> at, at funerals, people will be like, "Oh, well, it's God's plan." That's not helpful. No. Um, and it's it's a very similar thing. Like it's okay to mourn. Mm-hmm. It's okay it's to good to mourn. Yeah, it's good to grieve being hurt, um, because it it shows like no, like you have dignity. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be betrayed. We shouldn't be used or or abused or hurt in that way. Um so i i think acknowledging it and not doing that alone um doing it with god um going to to the lord and just be like utterly honest and you may be mad at god mm-hmm. when you when we're hurt it's really easy to be that way um just tell him exactly what you're feeling yeah um even if that's all you can do is be mad like be there and and pour it pour out your heart yeah. so i think that's really just the first step and then i think just tiny steps even if they're just tiny steps with other people, mm-hmm. someone really close to you may have hurt you. That doesn't change the fact that love is possible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the fact that other people want to care for you. Right. And I think, I mean, I really pray most of us have people in our lives that where if we are hurt, there's somebody else we can turn to. Yeah. Not to find all our meaning, because that's yep. the recipe for being disappointed again, but to... Uh, just to be supported and carried a little bit, or just someone to walk with you. And maybe that's going to confession and telling the priest, like, this is where I am and I feel terrible and yeah. I'm hurt and this bad thing happened to me. Just to be heard and valued.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's important to talk about, like, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, but just because one person has really close to you has hurt you doesn't mean everybody close to you has hurt you. Yeah. That's a lesson I'm constantly learning actively talking with my therapist Mm. about because that's something that personally for me and I don't mind talking about this is really hard for me like this idea that like well this many people who are close to me have hurt me so that must mean that everyone else will eventually too or like even if they say they're not going to now they just haven't realized that they want to yet like it's just (laughs) this is very messed up mindset but it comes from a place of woundedness right but I if I never trust again, I'm choosing, and I didn't choose to have this hurt. But if I do that, I'm choosing to remain stuck in the hurt. Yeah. And I didn't cause the hurt, but I would say that I have a responsibility to deal with it in a healthy way mm-hmm. as a human being. And if I never trust anyone again, I'm letting that d- that person who hurt me win. Yeah. I'm letting Satan win mm-hmm. um, because that's what Satan will take that opportunity to just make you think you're utterly alone that's what he always does right he wants us to feel like we are alone we're the only one there's never going to be anyone who understands us things like that um but taking that act of trust and sometimes it just being a choice slowly maybe with someone else that that's the beginning of healing because you're not letting anyone control your heart but you Mm -hmm. um but the lord and it's it, it takes an act of trust with people yes but um, ultimately with the Lord, like, man, this person could hurt me, and I know that, but I know that you won't, and that you'll bring good out of this, but just ask him to protect you, you know, um, and use, like, your discernment and just, like, awareness as a human being of, you know, sometimes I've learned who I should and shouldn't have in my life close to me, not in, like, a I hate you way, but mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to choose good people to keep our company. Um, and sometimes in being hurt in the past, it's made me a little more cautious, and that's fine, about who I keep close to me. But that's okay as long as it doesn't prevent me from allowing anyone to get close. Yeah. For a while, it did. For a while, I had just these walls up, like, I was really good at making people think that they were close to me and knew me really well and then just keeping this whole other world locked up inside. I remember, like, I had this conversation with someone one time where I was trying to be more open with them, and I was like, you know what, I really don't think that you know me as well as you think. And they were like, what are you talking about? you told me so much. You've opened up to me so much. I know you really well. And I was just like, okay, back in the box. Yeah. Um. And that's really easy to do, but um, like I said, we're doing ourselves a disservice when we keep our hearts locked in a box our hearts are meant to be a gift to share with others um and that potential pain is worth the risk of the of the beauty that comes from sharing our heart from receiving Mm -hmm. the hearts of others
1: on a really practical level um i don't know we we all want friends we want people close to us in our lives um we're gonna have I think most people are gonna have a few really good friends. Like, yeah. uh, it's not normal to have a ton of like Besties. extremely intimate friendships. Right? Like, yeah. it's just not gonna. Um, can't,
0: that's impossible. It's to impossible.
1: Yeah, you can't. <laughs> on the same, maybe on the other end of the spectrum of that, um, we shouldn't pour in our entire selves and our worth and our identity into one person. Yes. Uh, even your spouse. Yep. Um, Crazy
0: hot take right take. there. <laughs> yeah, they,
1: and I know I've said it before, like, they can't make you happy forever. Because
0: they're not meant to. Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I just think, like, having that sort of awareness about friendship is really good. Um, mm-hmm. On a retreat I went on, the speaker was talking about uh, basically, like, lies we believe. Yeah. And that's something that you kind of brought up that I think is super helpful is to take stock of that. What are some things that I believe that aren't true? And so I think that can really play into our idea of trust. So maybe it could be things like, I have to prove my worth, or mm-hmm. I have to prove my goodness. Well, if we put project that onto God, um, we're going to never feel good enough. Yeah. We're going to feel like we can't trust him because yep. he's never approving of us. He's never really loving us. Um, maybe a lie that we believe could be, Something like... Uh,
0: that we are unlovable.
1: Yeah, that that we're not worth loving because mm-hmm. of how people have treated us or how we've been hurt. Yeah, that we um, never
0: will be fully loved yeah, or understood. Yeah,
1: all these things will get in the way of loving God. And, and mm. I find it a really helpful exercise. Write these things down and then like respond to them as if you're like outside of you. Yeah, like, like as if you would
0: to me or I uh, would to objectively, you. Objectively, yeah, yeah,
1: because if you get caught in these things, like you know, you're not going to be able to trust because you're not seeing God for who he is or yourself uh, for who you are.
0: Yeah, and I, I think a good way to find some guidance in that is this litany of, I almost said humility, that's a good one too, mm-hmm. pray that, litany of trust that we read at the beginning because it says all these lies and says, deliver me of these lies, Lord, like from the belief that I have to earn your love, from the disbelief in your love, from anxiety about the future, um, from discouragement, from all suspicion of your words and promises, like it's saying, take this from me, Lord. And sometimes what I'll do is if I pray that I try to pray that prayer often, um, it's bookmarked on my Catholic app. Nice. So shows you how much I need help with the, in the <laughs> trust department. Um, but <laughs> like, um sometimes i'll pray it and one will stand out to me and i'll write it down and maybe just take take a week or take however long the lord wants to work on that with me really looking at that with the lord and journaling about that and writing that lie down and responding to it um so if you're if you need some inspiration this mm-hmm. prayer really covers a lot of common yeah lies that we all struggle with, which I think is why it really took off, and why it's popular because it's something we can all really relate to.
1: It's speaking to like a woundedness that's there in a in a lot of us, yes. I think most of us
0: because we all struggle with trust in one way or another, mm-hmm. you know, um' cause we're all wounded, yeah, but we all have a savior, I mean that's why we need Jesus. Our woundedness is not the end of the world as long as we um don't let it be as long as we unite ourselves to the one who heals us of that.
1: Original sin is kind of like you can't trust God. Yeah, that's what. That's exa- what that's the, that was the lie the devil went for, and and we we bought it. Like no, that either he can't provide for us. Mm-hmm. We need to provide for ourselves. We that's need to take one. care of ourselves. And it's all it's all just a it's <laughs> it's from the pits of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, send it back there. Send it yeah. Send it back there and uh call it out for what it is.
0: Yeah, and and allow yourself to be close enough to people that when they see it coming up, they can call it out too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, sometimes like I might have a lie pop into my head and I'm like, well, I know this is a lie. So I'm just going to keep it within me. But what I've tried to practice doing, something I'll do with Zach a lot, it was like, I'm struggling with this and really feeling this way right now. I know it's not true, but can you like, renounce that for me out Mm. loud and like even just hearing someone else be like that's a load of crap yeah um is really helpful sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) so don't keep it within yourself don't fight alone you were never meant to and plot twist you also can't because you were never meant to Mm -hmm. like we need the lord we need each other
1: um to trust the gospel it would uh this past weekend when the podcast comes out is about jesus sending the apostles out And he sends them out two by two. Yeah. And that really struck me is that right from the beginning, it's like we do this together. Yes. Um, We do it together as a church. So Mm -hmm. um, if you want to trust God um, and even like learn to trust other people in a deeper way, gathering together is the people who pray together, but also just kind of those like spiritual companions that you'll have in your life, whether that's, you know, like spiritual director, Mm -hmm. friends. (laughs)
0: Friends. Um, <laughs> special. <laughs>
1: um, just yeah, like we're not meant to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Jesus understood that from the very, very beginning of the mm-hmm. church that he was building a family yeah. to support each other. Yeah. And to learn to to see God for who he is and trust him for who he is together. Yeah,
0: because he knows what he is about. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Father, I have a question for you. How's God loved you this week?
1: Um, I think just the past couple of days have been super intense. Yeah. We've done a lot ministry-wise. There's been a lot in the parish, like day after day <laughs> after day after day, where it was just like all Can't day. Can't stop, won't stop. And right now, as we record this, I'm just like dead. Yeah. And <laughs> I, there's like a good feeling to that of like, you know, you just poured yourself out. Mm-hmm. And, and whether it's in... Selling hot dogs, as we did the other night. Dude, we sold um, so many
0: hot dogs, guys. <laughs> yeah, so
1: d- just, like, fundraising. But also, we had Bible school this weekend. And just having masses and hearing confessions. And, like, it's been a lot. And I felt overwhelmed at various points. But just kind of that, like, you know, God just says, like, you know, just show up. Just just do what you can do. Because I will take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's always reassuring to me of how his love is supporting me when i don't have that much more to to give yeah yeah
0: he's what who he is who sustains us so. mm-hmm. how That's about for you darn sure so um one of the ways that i feel really loved by people is through acts of service if you're not familiar with the love languages <laughs> it feels so like <laughs> basic when i talk about it but i feel i don't know because it's just when people go out of their way for me and i just feel like the past week I've just seen people doing that a lot, especially you and Zachary. Like recent example, last night we had this like festival thing that we again sold hot dogs at and I sang for a while and Zach came just to like hear me sing, but then ended up, he was just to stay for an hour to just hear me sing. But then he jumped in and sold hot dogs with us because we were super busy and I didn't even ask him to. And I was like, no, you can leave. It's okay. And he's like, no, that's why I'm here. That's what I, that's what I'm here for. And I was just like, wow, that's what love is. And. Today my key broke in my car. Like <laughs> it snapped off in my car. And I called father and he helped me out and helped me get it out. He came with his pliers. <laughs> it's great. Turns out I just need to put the car in park.
1: But but, but you we know we learn. We live we and learn. Live and
0: learn. <laughs> but I couldn't figure that out on my own. <laughs> and he was just like, "Yeah, of course I'm going to come back and help you with this." And it's just that like mindset of like it it didn't it, all the times that it's happened recently. It hasn't seemed like, oh, I guess I can squeeze that into my schedule. Just like, but of course. And it's been such a reminder to me and the call to the way I love, like, I need to be more like, but of course, I'll serve you. Of course, I'll be here for you, even if it's in a little way, like I'm sure neither of those things are the biggest deal in the world. But still, it's like I could be doing something else, but like, I'm just purely serving because that's what love is. When you love someone, you do that. And um, so it was a blessing to me to receive, but also a reminder to give in that way, which is always a great reminder to have. So thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for uh, putting my car in park. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> yeah. So um, thanks for letting me do the intro as well. That's also another blessing of the week. How God has loved me. <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> see if they unsubscribe. <laughs> um, but we are grateful for all of you for listening we are at a particular point where we'd like some refresh fresh ideas so we're not running out we always find new ones you know but
1: it's fun to get like off the wall sort of ones that we're not ready for because we didn't think of it from just from an outside source yes And, and that's you
0: so when we if you're hearing this i ask you to take a minute to really think about it and send us an idea if you have one no idea is bad. We'll talk about anything. And uh-huh. I mean that. No, <laughs> anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> the end.
1: Noah's dot love. Mm-hmm. Also Noah's dot love slash merch. Yes. Um, get yourself a fanny pack. Yeah. Or,
0: or, you know, a t-shirt a if shirt. you're boring. <laughs> 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 Actually got to get on there and buy some of that.
1: Yeah, I'm not buying a fanny pack.
0: Dang it. We could get matching fanny packs. That'd be, like, the coolest thing ever. I don't know what your problem is.
1: <laughs> was, I'll accept that I have a problem. I'm okay with that Okay, problem.
0: fine. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next week.